Welcome to our C3 Grow podcast. Wherever you are today, we hope that this message encourages you. We'd love to see you in person at one of our three locations, Howick, Ormiston, and Suva. Visit c3grow.org for details. Today, we are continuing our sermon series, The New Life. If you have your Bibles, why don't you open them up to... Uh, Ephesians 4, uh, today we're going to be walking through a section of scripture that takes us out of Ephesians 4 and into Ephesians 5, and uh, it describes what this new life that Paul calls us to grow up into actually looks like. Uh, we are called C3 Grow uh, because of this passage here uh, in Ephesians that says that we are to grow up in every way into him, into Christ, the head of the body. And so in the series, we're kind of looking at uh, what this new life that we're called to grow up into actually looks like. Uh, So we're going to start today reading Ephesians 4, verse 31, all the way through to uh, verse 2 of Ephesians 5. Paul writes from verse 31, Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and slander be put away from you, along with all malice. Be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, as God in Christ forgave you. Therefore, be imitators of God, as beloved children, and walk in love, as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us, a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. Well, there's a lot of different messages in there that could be preached from the content of that passage. It's impossible to unpack a uh, passage like this thoroughly in one message. Uh, I was originally going to be focusing on this imperative to be kind to one another, and that is no small thing. Uh, however, in preparation this week, Uh, I actually felt to focus instead on this phrase in Ephesians 5 verse 2, which certainly does uh, encompass kindness, uh, to walk in love. Uh, It's always important to remember that these uh, epistles weren't written in a vacuum. Uh, These were letters that were written to real people uh, with real issues and challenges in a real place, at a real point in history. And of course, uh, we're reading Ephesians. The words that we're focusing on today were written to the church in Ephesus. You can read about the environment uh, of Ephesus in Acts 19. And that's a great thing uh, because sometimes we can have romantic ideas about the old world about the world in which the early church existed in. We can think of it as being a time of uh, green grass and great civility, a time in which the world was unstained by modern poisons and ideologies. But Acts 19 doesn't allow us that kind of fanciful thinking about about Ephesus, because as you read Acts 19... It seems as if the people of Ephesus were fascinated with and deeply invested in idolatry and the occult. 
And it also seems as if the social environment was quite volatile. Paul and the apostles' ministry there uh, effectively instigated a riot. And it got so hairy uh, that there were concerns, real concerns, for Paul's safety. So Paul went into Ephesus as a bold proclaimer of the gospel. He starts a riot and, and then in Acts 20 verse 1, we read that after the uproar ceased, Paul sent for the disciples and after encouraging them, he said farewell, and he departed for Macedonia. And the disciples that he said farewell to were the church there in Ephesus. So Paul's left and now there's this church, they remain in this idolatrous, volatile environment, and they are there as witnesses for Christ. Now, it must have been quite a daunting environment uh, for anyone trying to outwork the Great Commission as they were. But it's in this kind of daunting environment that Paul is now calling all of them as believers to walk in love. They were instructed to live radically different lives that challenge uh, the societal norms at just about every point, but also to do so with love. And so Paul begins what we call Ephesians 4 in this way. He says, I urge you to walk in a manner worthy of the calling to which you have been called. With all humility and gentleness, with patience, bearing with one another in love, eager to maintain the unity of the spirit in the bond of peace. And then we read in verse 17 of Ephesians 4, which we touched on in week one of this series. Now this I say and testify in the Lord, that you must no longer walk as the Gentiles do in the futility of their minds. They are darkened in their understanding, alienated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them due to the hardness of their heart. They have become callous and have given themselves up to sensuality, greedy to practice every kind of impurity. But that is not the way you learned Christ assuming that you have heard about him and were taught in him as the truth is in Jesus. Okay, let me try to put all of that together now. Here's what you get. Paul is writing to a group of people who are called. And their calling makes them different from those who haven't received the calling. Now, of course, their calling doesn't give them any grounds for pride or boasting. Of course not, because they have received this calling on account of God's grace. So there is no room for boasting. As Paul writes in Romans 3 verse 27, then what becomes of our boasting? It is excluded. By what kind of law? By a law of works? No, but by... The law of faith. For we hold that one is justified by faith apart from works of the law. So, 
having been justified by faith apart from works of the law, they have received a calling. That calling removes all grounds for their pride and for their boasting as if they were better than those who have not been justified as they had. But having received this calling did make them different. There is a manner of life that is worthy of the calling that they have received. And if they will live according to this manner of life, the conduct of their life was really going to make a positive impact in the community. In fact, it just might break through all of the noise that was being generated by the by the occult and by the idolatry and by all of the social uproar, and it would help people to hear and to respond to that same call, the call of God in Christ, and be justified by faith so that they could live and walk in newness of life. Now, Jesus said in Matthew 5, verse 16, In the same way, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. That's all that Paul is unpacking here. He's really just unpacking that. Now, everything that I just said, just then, that is true about the church in Ephesus, is also true about you and I. All of it. You and I have been called. If you have received Christ, you have received this calling by grace, through faith, in a way that removes all grounds for boasting and for pride. And it's a calling that makes us different. And there's a way of life, a manner in which you and I are called to live publicly for God's glory so that people may observe our manner of life and so become curious about Christ. The way that an invisible God is made known in this world is through the visibility of Christians who walk in love with one another and also with those who are presently the enemies of God. So, Back in Ephesians 5, Paul begins with this really cool exhortation. He says this, Be imitators of God as beloved children. Be imitators of God as beloved children. The J.B. Phillips paraphrase puts it this way, As children copy their fathers, you, as God's children... Uh, to copy him. Now, I've got a son who copies me. He can't help it. He mimics me involuntarily. I love it. All of my good and all of my bad. And you know what? Like, my father, my father has just moved in to live with us, and I'm 40 years old, and I've noticed that I still do the same thing. I can't help but mimic what I see him do. There is something completely natural about children mimicking their fathers. Well, 
God is your father. You are his child, beloved children, Paul says here. That's the outcome of the gospel. You have been made into the children of God. In fact, let's go to First uh, John chapter 3. This is too good a point to pass over, I think. You can tell me after whether it was worth it. 1 John 3, verse 1. John writes, See what kind of love, see what kind of love the Father has given to us, that we should be called children of God. See what kind of love. So the goal of the Apostle John in writing this is that you would see what kind of love the Father has given to you. What kind of love the Father has loved you with. Okay, this is aiming to be an exhibition of the love of God towards you. And of all of the things that he could say about the love of God that is for you in Christ, he points to this one great reality, this one tremendous effect of his saving love, Uh, to give you a vastly enlarged, truer understanding of the grand range of his love. You have been called children of God. But not only called children of God, also made children of God. And, And that scene in... These four words here in verse 1 that I didn't read out before. And so we are. And so we are. See what kind of love the Father has given to us that we should be called children of God. And so we are. Now what God has done here is more than adoption. Paul uses the analogy of adoption in his writing so... God's love for us is like an adopting love, but even adoption is not an adequate description of his kind of love. When John writes about our becoming the children of God, he's thinking about something that is much more miraculous and much more profound than adoption. He's thinking about new birth. Now, here's the difference. Let's say that Dawn and I were to adopt a girl and and I bring we bring her into our family and we call her our daughter and we give her our surname and we treat her as our own daughter no different to Sasha and Lucy we love her like she's our own daughter uh, she calls us mum and dad uh, that's adoption okay that's beautiful it's fantastic but we cannot go all the way. We, we can't actually cause her to be born again as our own daughter. We cannot change the genetic inheritance that she received from her biological parents. We, we can influence her with our love, but we can't get into the very nature of her as a person and change it. But that is what God does. When a person becomes a child of God through Jesus Christ, when justification takes place and sanctification begins, uh, 
God, in a very real way, moves in by his spirit, and he miraculously imparts something of himself to us so that we are truly, really born again into his family. So you are his beloved children, not just by adoption, but by new birth. I'm a dad. Uh, I love my kids so deeply most of the time. And, and I'm sure those of you who are parents out there can relate to that. But listen, your love and my love for our children, it doesn't even come close to matching God's love for you in Christ. Not even close. Not even close. And, and here's what Paul is saying here. He's saying this, know who you are. Know who you are. You are a child of God. And seeing as you are a child of God, watch your father and mimic him. Everywhere you go and in everything that you do. Now, what's that going to look like? What's it going to look like in Ephesus, in Amsterdam, in Auckland? It's going to look like walking in love. Walking in love. Eugene Peterson paraphrases our scripture today this way. Watch what God does, and then you do it. Like children who learn their behavior from their parents. Listen to this. Mostly, what God does is love. Mostly, what God does is love. I love that. Mostly, all that the Christian life is going to ask from you is love. Be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another as God in Christ forgave you. Be imitators of God. Mimic Him as beloved children. Walk in love. Mostly, what God does is love. Now that's all very heartwarming, isn't it? But uh, it's also a command. It's not an option. And here's why. Because as God's children, you are representing your Father, your Heavenly Father, and the world is going to form their opinions about what He's like by the way that you live. When Dawn and I uh, send our kids off to one of their friends' houses for a sleepover, we're very nervous, and so we, we give them a pep talk. We say, hey, be obedient. Uh, help to tidy up. Uh, say please and thank you. Eat whatever they put in front of you, even if you don't like it. Now, uh, why? Because... Our family's honor and reputation is at stake. It's at stake. Our family's honor and reputation depends on this kid that we know all too well. 
And we know that they can be disobedient. We know that they don't always tidy up after themselves. In fact, they never tidy up after themselves. We know that they don't always use their manners and that they refuse to eat avocado. So this is not only nicety from Paul. It's a pet talk. It's a pet talk. There is a way that you can walk. There is a way that you can talk. There is a way that you can live that will display the power and the glory and the love of God. Mostly, what that looks like is love. So, mimicking our Father by walking in love is expected of us. God commands it. And it's possible because the Holy Spirit enables it. So every day when you wake up, say, Holy Spirit, help me to live the way your word commands me to live. So when we walk into our community, we're offering our neighbors and our colleagues and our family members much more than a set of beliefs. We are not just people who believe some things. We are that, but we're also much more than that. We are people who have had the Holy Spirit of God come and take up residence within us, making us into the children of God and giving us the opportunity to represent the family name in all of our interactions and in all of our dealings, which makes life a wonderful adventure, gives it great purpose. And if we do this well, which the Holy Spirit will help us to do but if we will do this well then some of our neighbours some of our colleagues some of our family members will hear that calling that we've heard and they will become as we truly are sons and daughters of God how do we do this? mostly with love. Thanks for listening. We hope this message has blessed you. For more information about our church, you can find us online at seafreegrow.org.